Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello and welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. If you are a new listener, my name is Susan and I'm the person behind Shared Teaching. And just like my introduction says, I really started this podcast to kind of bring teachers together that really felt maybe like outsiders. If you are a little bit older like myself and this is a second or third career choice, then maybe you're feeling a little bit left out from your school and your team, or maybe you just have a team you just can't get along with. Maybe they're extra bossy, or maybe they're just aged differences are a little bit too big to overcome. (laughs) And maybe you just want to do your work and cut out and go home and be with your family. And that's okay too. So I am in one of those categories. I kind of feel like an outsider most times. And I've been to many, many different schools, many different districts, even a different country. And for some reason, I always feel like while I get along with most people, that I just am not really a fundamental part of their group. So I feel lonely sometimes. And teaching can be lonely when you're very isolated. And maybe that's a good thing because I get my work done and I get out of there. (laughs) But anyway, um, welcome to the Share Teaching Podcast. Today we're going to talk about why you should use a teaching portfolio as part of your interview. And this is episode number 63. Now, almost three years ago, and I can't believe I'm saying that this podcast has been out there that long, but in May, I believe, of 2022, I created a mini series all about interviewing, and it's become some of my most popular podcast recordings to date. So if you haven't listened to that and you are interviewing right now, this is the season, then you want to take a listen to episodes four, five, and six. Episode six goes really well with why we should use a teaching portfolio, which is today's episode, because it's all about a look inside my teaching portfolio. And I also have a link within my show notes, I believe, that points you to the blog post where there's actual photos so you can see the inside of what my teaching portfolio looks like. And then episode four and five. So four is all about preparing for the job interview, what you should do beforehand, before you even walk in those doors to sit down with the principal and staff to have the interview. There's a little bit of preparation that should go before, I believe, any interview. And I talk about that on episode four. And then episode five is just what to expect while you're in the teaching interview. What kind of questions are they going to ask? How might you respond to them? And really just wrap your head around just a good mindset on having a successful interview. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into the show. So 
why I believe you should have a teaching interview or a teaching portfolio with your teaching interviews is that it really shows a level of professionalism, a level of desire to have the job. And every interview I've had, every single one, I have had a teaching portfolio with me. And every time when I am finished with my interview, the interviewer has been so impressed and I've left the interviews with such a good feeling. And it's also kind of like a security blanket, I should say. When you have your teaching portfolio there with you, it kind of alleviates some of the stress, especially if you're not very good with interviews. It's nice to have that there. So when you're interviewing in a pool of several other candidates, you want a way to stand out and you want to stand out in an awesome way, of course. You do not want to be remembered for something completely unprofessional or unwanted, but a teaching portfolio will help you stand out in a good way. So one of the first reasons that you want to have a teaching portfolio, I believe, is that it makes it easy for the interviewer to visualize having you on their team. So besides being able to pay your bills, I'm guessing you want a teaching job to have a good fit for you, right? It's not just about the money, of course. If it were, we wouldn't really be teaching, would we? So during your interview, you want to make sure that you are showing the interviewer you are not just looking for a job, but you're trying to find the best fit for you because it's also kind of an interview for yourself if you think about it. You are interviewing to see if you like this school. Now we have such a teaching shortage that it's kind of like house buying. You are basically the buyer in this case, and the seller, the school, is really hoping that, you know, someone's going to come along and take that job, but there's so many houses available, or in this case, teaching jobs, you could go virtually anywhere. So they really want to have you, and this is kind of your bargaining chip to make sure that the school's a right fit. So don't be afraid to let your personality shine through in your portfolio. If you're a highly organized and mellow person, then the colors and the way you highlight your teaching should reflect this. For instance, that is me, <laughs> and I chose some muted colors with a nice scripted font for my heading for my headings on the pages because I tend to be a little bit of a quieter person. I don't really get out of my shell until people have known me for a little while. Now, if I was a very outgoing charismatic person, I might pick some bright colors and like a funky bold font because you're making first impressions not only with yourself, but your portfolio is helping you make that impression as well. So you want to make it a good reflection of the type of person you are or the teacher you aspire to be. So make sure it kind of aligns so that there's not a huge surprise if they hire you later and find out, wait a minute, you're nothing like the person you showed me in your portfolio. Okay, so the second reason you want to drag along that portfolio when you interview is that it shows you are highly organized and prepared. So not only is it going to show your potential employer that you're organized, it's going to show that you're well prepared for the interview. So imagine being asked a tricky question about classroom management. While you are painting a picture with your words, you can flip to that section in your portfolio and show concrete examples of your management style. It's right there 
in black and white or colorful photos that they can really see what you mean when you're describing your classroom management style. You know, oh, here are the groups of desks. Here's a nice picture of the room with it. You can see things are organized so the kids have access to their own supplies. You can see on the chart, these are the simple rules that I ask my students to follow, and they're student-centered, and they're positively worded. And you can really showcase that as you're talking about it, and you're pointing to the pictures, and it gives the interviewer a chance to kind of look as well. And there's no misunderstanding what you're talking about because you're pointing it out in pictures or in examples in your portfolio. So if you haven't heard of a teacher portfolio, and maybe I should have started this two reasons ago, a teaching portfolio for me is just a um, professional looking binder that I picked up many years ago from Staples. And I wasn't looking for the kind that are the, the plastic three, long, three ring binders that you could pick up at like Walmart or Target for the back to school shops, right? I wanted it to look a little bit more professional than that. So I have a black like faux leather zip around portfolio. So when you open it, it does have the three rings inside, but from the outside, it just looks like a, a very nice polished um, notebook, I guess you could say. And then I utilize the three rings to put page protectors. They have little tabs on the side so I can easily flip through and find the page that I'm talking about. And then also that there's little pockets and things in there so I can put things like additional resumes. If you're unknowingly walking into a panel of people that are interviewing you, you want to make sure you have additional copies of your resume so that they all have a copy because maybe the person interviewing you only has the one and they didn't photocopy for the rest of the team. I've had that happen before. So it's just another way to show that you're prepared and you have a place to put that so you're not juggling a bunch of things while you're walking into the interview. Okay, so going back to showing you're organized, and that was one part of it, so it fit in really well, right? (laughs) A good portfolio is created around the most common interview questions, and it lends itself to easily explaining any question they give you. So before I created my portfolio, I spent some time online and on Pinterest looking for examples that other people had made. I looked at what sections did they have, what were the commonalities, what did I want to include within mine, what really spoke to me about what should be in there. And then I also based it off of my previous experience interviewing with a portfolio because I've updated recently. So I asked myself, you know, were there common sections that I just didn't even use or showcase during my interviews? So as I was updating it, I took away some sections to make it a little bit more streamlined and it still worked beautifully and it worked like a charm. They asked to see it when I was done with the interview and they took some time to look through all the pages that we hadn't covered during the interview and it really made me stand out. And some of those sections you're probably asking, I took out because I am many years removed from when I finished my college degree. I took out those pages. So I took out anything that was like, in the beginning, my first teaching job, I had my classes and my transcripts put into my portfolio. So those are the kind of the things I took out and I left, you know, my teaching license in there. But 
things that don't really come up in an interview. They don't really ask to see about your college transcript. So I didn't really feel that was necessary in my portfolio. Okay, so the third reason you're going to want to have a teaching portfolio is that it shows you your desire to want the job, and it really speaks volumes to the interviewer about that. So imagine if you're one of five people to interview for the job. The last interview is most likely the one that's going to stick in their minds, but if you bring along an awesome portfolio, it's going to create a lasting impression no matter where you fall in the line of candidates being interviewed. I like to think of my portfolio as my wow factor. How will you get the interviewer to remember you in a good way? Plus, the portfolio shows your potential boss that you cared enough about the position to do your research and showcase your work for them to see. You came to the interview prepared, much like you will be prepared for your class each day. So these are the questions that's probably running through their mind when they're interviewing you, right? They're not only listening to what you have to say, but they're thinking, oh, okay, how is she going to fit into this team or him? Um, And you're also thinking to yourself, maybe, do they seem like they're an organized person? I like my teachers to be organized. I like them to meet deadlines. Do I think this person could handle the level of workload that we have at our school? So they're kind of running those through your through their mind in the way you're presenting yourself and the way you're answering the questions. And the portfolio, like I said earlier, just kind of gives an added bonus of now they can really see with their own eyes, evidence of these things that they're asking themselves. Okay, so reason number four of why you would like to have a portfolio, and probably my favorite reason, is that it helps to calm your nerves. Everyone gets really nervous, and just imagine if that's you and you get extremely nervous and tongue-tied during interviews. If you have a portfolio with you, it can give you some confidence knowing you won't forget what you want to say. For example, maybe they're going to ask you about what are the most important components of a reading block, and you flip to your section on reading as you're thinking because you totally just drew a big blank about comprehension and fluency and phonemic awareness and all those big five, right? I know I didn't name all five, but... (laughs) You're going to be able to see that in your evidence and be like, oh, yeah, here's what it was. And then it's going to jog your memory, hopefully. And then you're going to come across more smooth because you know the answer to the question. And I found that most interviewers are very forgiving if you ask them, what was that question? Or you want them to repeat it? Or if you just take the time to reflect and compose your answer, because those interviewers are people, too. So I just want to make sure that I get that point across because I know when I've interviewed in the past, this is what I was really worried about when I first started interviewing. But now that I've been doing quite a lot of them, well, maybe not recently, but just in my career from high school, fast food person, restaurant worker to current teacher, When someone's interviewing you, it's okay if you take a minute to answer. They're not expecting the answer right on the tip of your tongue. So you're just like, okay, 
you know, let me let me think about that for just a minute. And then you you come back to them with a composed answer. It's okay. It doesn't have to be a speed, it's not a speed dating situation, right? You can you can take a moment to kind of pause and really think about the question, especially if it's a hard question. And don't be afraid to be like, wow, that's a hard question. Let me think about that for just a moment. They're gonna be okay. They're gonna be like, okay, she's reflecting on it right? She's taking her time. Like They might not want someone that's just always so quick to have the right answers because sometimes that can come off a little off-putting depending on your personality and how you come uh, forth towards people. Okay. So just the act of putting my portfolio together, we were talking about calming nerves, right? And researching the schools that I'm interviewing with, which I talk quite a bit about in episode four, preparing for the interview. It helps me calm my nerves, right? I'm putting my portfolio together. I'm reflecting as I'm doing it. I'm thinking back to the other jobs I've had, what worked well, what didn't, what do I want to showcase. I'm gaining confidence in knowing that if I need to be reminded of certain points I want to make, it's written right there in my portfolio pages. I just need to quickly find the right section, which... Remember I said you put those little tabs and then you can find the section more quickly and you're not having a lot of that down time while you're quote unquote thinking about the answer, but really you're just scrambling to find your right portfolio page. So a few times in my last interview, I didn't even flip to the corresponding page as I answered because I already knew what I wanted to say. So I was talking as I found it and then once I found it, it just kind of reiterated what I had to say. So last but not least, You want to have a teaching portfolio with you when you interview because it leaves a memorable first impression. So by this point, I hope you're convinced there's no reason to not show up at the interview without a portfolio. I mean, who wouldn't want to stand out among all the other candidates? So think about the impression that you want to leave. Would the portfolio enhance whether you're a seasoned teacher like myself or you are looking for your first teaching job? I really think you should take the time to put together a portfolio. Even if you're not using it, it's a really great reflection tool and it can help you thoughtfully answer all those tough questions with ease during your interviews. So you know walking in, you are well prepared. So I do have a editable, I always stumble on that word, editable teaching portfolio. If you're interested in creating one, it's in my Teachers Pay Teachers store under shared teaching. And it really walks you through that reflection process. And it gives you all the different categories you want to think through as far as classroom setup, what your procedures are, your classroom management style, how you differentiate. I have it all in the teaching portfolio. So you can really go through it and just decide what your answers to these questions are going to be. So I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm just going to recap really quickly the five reasons why I think you should interview with the teaching portfolio. The first reason was it's going to help the people on the interview panel really visualize you as part of their team. Reason number two, it shows you're highly organized and prepared for the job. 
Reason number three, it shows that you have a strong desire to get the job because you went above and beyond. Reason number four is it's going to help you calm your nerves. And if you're forgetful like me when you're in a high stress situation, you can flip through the right pages and find your answers right there. And they won't even know that you were stumbling to think about what you were going to say. And last but not least, it's going to leave you with a memorable first impression and make you stand out from all the other candidates. And it will really help you in that cue of getting the job. So if you liked this episode, I would love if you would leave me a rating on Apple Podcast and tell me what exactly you liked about this episode. And if you're interested in more information about interviewing for your first or your next teaching job, please make sure you check out the episodes number four, five, and six. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next Wednesday with a new episode. Bye for now. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching. Hitting that subscribe button. And leaving us a review on iTunes. So we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast. Podcast.